what is going on, everybody? Man, what's happening? We are back, Jack. And we got another great episode for you guys of Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. I am your amazing host, the Marcus Harvey. And I'm Juwan, a.k.a. the Paranormal Poppy, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, and last but certainly not least, Mm -hmm. it is the illustrious. Illustrious. The infamous. Infamous. It's just the damn sexy. Okay, I wasn't going to go that far, but go ahead. Bad boy of paranormal himself. Remixed it. And it's Daylin, guys. And today's legend is about trips. We mean taking a trip with your friends or whoever you may be rolling with. Okay. And something that. crazy just goes down. The unknown, the unthinkable, the horror. Yeah. All of that and the why the hell did I even decide to go on this trip? Right. So we're going to talk about the urban legend of the Boy Scout Lane. Hmm. Jamon, that may be right up your lane. You know that's him. It might be. But don't forget, we also have a special guest, Dylan Park. Word. His writing credits include shows like All Rise and 68 Whiskey. He's also a contributing author to the New York Times bestselling book, Occasional Magic. And... Brother is an activist. Standing tall, brother. Standing tall. Salute. He's sharing a road trip story with us. And his story, man, let me tell you, man, I cannot wait to hear this one. But the question is, what do y'all think of trips? Like road trips, for example. Y'all be tripping. Man, listen, man. I remember one time I called Jawan. It had to be probably about midnight. Okay. I said, Jawan, hey, bro, I need you to ride somewhere with me real quick. Real quick. Jawan being the friend that he was. What'd he say? He said, man, Dana, come get me, bro. I got you. This Dude. man had us go to Alabama, bro. Oh, man. This is not real quick. <laughs> bro. Let it me was... tell you how many details I left out the story. One, where we was going. Alabama, three and a half hours away. Okay. Two, why we was going to Alabama. Okay. I had a girl I was trying to meet, and she had a friend, so I needed somebody to run interference at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> at three, they don't take one for the team. This was the most selfish road trip I've ever been a part of. <laughs> uh, uh, bro. Say, I had the nerd to ask him, say, man, you going to drive back, bro? <laughs> All right, guys, bro. that story was neither here nor there. No, it's there. It's <laughs> but definitely let's, there. Let's get into the real reason why we're here. Now, before we get into the actual urban legends, we wanted to remind y'all of a horror movie that you might not even realize is actually about a scary road trip. Mm. What movie? Get Out. Oh, definitely. Okay. I can kind of see that. I mean, it was... Wait, what part was about a road trip? Bro, see, that's where y'all tripping. Y'all don't even remember how the movie went. The movie started out with a road trip. Uh Chris and his girlfriend Rose, remember, they drive to her parents' house for Chris to meet the family. Dude probably thought, you know, we're going to visit her parents. It's going to be calm, cool, collective, and then we'll just head back home. Oh, no. (laughs) But it had a time. It even started off rough. Listen, as soon as he got in the house, it was a No, uh, even before the house, the deer. You remember the deer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes you question road trips. It's a clear example of how road trips can be the perfect place for a creepy story to happen. See, that's one thing about Jordan Peele. He clearly knew what was up when he wrote that movie, man. He had something up his sleeve. But look, though, now for our urban legend, our road trip story, it comes from Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Stevens Point? That sounds vaguely familiar and really creepy. Uh, right, right. It's the urban legend of Boy Scout Lane. That may be, that may be why it sounds familiar. Because the Boy Scouts? Well, 
you know, my history with Boy Scouts, you know. I got a couple of questions about the Eagle Scouts. How long did it actually even take you to become an Eagle Scout? Uh, I got it when I was 16. 16. I started at Tiger Cubs. So I guess five to 16. Was that 11 years? 11 okay. Years. Okay. All right. That's All dedication. Right. That's say, listen, my, my dog was committed. That's, that's dedication. Just as committed as this story. <laughs> listen, check this out. The urban legend says in the 1950s or the 60s, a group of Boy Scouts mm-hmm. went on a camping trip together. They hopped on a bus headed to an area between Cemetery Road and Little Chicago Road. But look, they got there, and the legend says they were killed. Some say the scoutmaster did it. Mm-hmm. Other what? stories say that the bus driver did it. Mm-hmm. And another one even says that on their way there, the bus crashed and went up in flames. Mm-hmm. Some accounts even say that they just vanished literally in thin air. Mm-hmm. Listen. There's got to be a spooky activity going on in that area then. You feel me? Hey, man, people reported feeling like someone was watching them and seeing children's handprints just appear on the back of cars. They even heard children laughing. Bro, listen to me, man. This area is not a campsite now. It's just an isolated road, and reports say it's got its name because these boys went missing right then and there. Listen, it's one thing. I was one thing about these little campsites. We used to do camping when okay. I back in the summer mm-hmm. when I was like teenager, but they will always tell you these stories that like to keep you from like wandering, wandering. off. You know what I'm saying? Just to kind of like they want to instill fear, just so you don't try to go off by yourself. Jawan, how many badges did your ass have? <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> did think, you? Yeah, hundred percent. Say, would y'all all go visit this area like at night for paranormal activity? I feel like. I feel like we're committed to locations for paranormal activity at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It, it ain't too we'll many places we won't go. Yeah. yeah. Nowhere we won't go. Okay. Dylan Parker's going to share his own road trip story soon. But first, you know what time it is. It's time to take a quick break. All right, guys. And we're back. And we're here with the man himself, Dylan Park. Dylan, Dylan, man, what is happening, man? What's going on with you, man? Not much, not much. Just chilling today. You know, we're on strike, so I just be uh, having plenty of free time. Let's kind of get started, bro. How do you uh, feel about the paranormal? You know, we investigate and go to haunted locations. But what about you? Are you a believer in paranormal? Like, you believe in ghosts? You know, I grew up in the Bay Area, so... Uh, you know, we had like the the haunted location stuff. You know, we had like the Devil's Door, and there was like an abandoned asylum at the top of the hill in San Jose that we would go to. That was like all creepy and stuff like that. But yeah. I never really believed in ghosts, and I say that's past tense because I had a couple stories. That I actually only have two ghost stories. Um, one of them is kind of crazy. Uh, I can't even believe I'm saying this on a podcast, but there was a girl who wanted to have a threesome with a ghost. Oh, I've never left wow. the house fast in my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so, how you're getting uh, introduced into the world, baby. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We're going to stop this train right here because <laughs> I got questions. I got a lot of So, uh, this alleged threesome that she wanted, was it with you and a ghost that she wanted it with? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Was it okay? Well, see, what had happened was okay. I'm over at homegirl's house. Anybody you know, start off with see what had happened see was. They trying to figure out what part they want to tell you and what part they want to omit. Go ahead, man. So we're at the crib and we're drinking a bottle of wine, watching Netflix, doing all that. She says, um, 
do you mind if my friend joins? And I was like, oh, word, like that. I was like, I don't mind, actually. Okay. And I said, is she here right now? Is she in, like, the next room? And she was like, oh, no, 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 it, it's a he. <laughs> so I said, i never really done that before. I'm trying to pump the brakes <laughs> right. a little bit. So she says, oh, he he just likes to watch. I was like, is he a roommate? And then she's like, oh, he's been living in this house for, you know, like she said something crazy, like 60 years. And I was like, Oh, it's your granddaddy. (laughs) I was like, what is happening right now? And basically, we get down to the nitty gritty. I was like, all right, who is this dude? Like, what's going on? And she was just like, oh, he's a spirit that was here when I moved in. And I was like, oh, like a ghost. And she was like, yeah, he's actually in the room right now. And I was like, are you like fucking with me right now? Like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is kind of scaring me. So anyways, I'll make a long story short. I skipped out of there. How far? You said you had gotten far into yeah, Netflix and chill. Yeah, he said, I got know, in there. Like, I just wasn't trying to, you know, like, like the possession and all that stuff. I don't know how these, these ghosts work. We are making jokes, but in real life, that that's is a thing. real thing. No, that's real, bro. Literally, people yeah. be getting down like No, people be getting down with the ghost, the ghost sexing. You know what I'm saying? But no, real quick, man. I know you sound like a very, very well-traveled man. Have you ever had some crazy, crazy, crazy like road trips before? So again, this is what actually messed me up and got me believing in ghosts and spirits and all that stuff. So, you know, back in the day, I was telling you, I grew up in the Bay Area. My parents moved me out of the hood. Um, They moved me to this small little town called Los Gatos. Actually, give me the background of this area. So Santa Cruz, California was called the murder capital of the world in the 1970s because in the 70s, it produced more serial killers than any other place on the planet, right? So, like, you had John Lindley Frazier, who murdered a family. You had Herbert William Mullen. He was born on the anniversary of the 1906 earthquake. So he had this weird thing with earthquakes, and he thought he was, like, bad luck. And so he started murdering people because he thought, you know, if he didn't, the earthquake was going to end the world, right? So growing up as a teenager, I I was kind of fascinated with that. How old were you about this time? I was like right out of high school. So I was probably like 17, 18 when this went down. Okay. I had just moved out of my parents' house and one of the homies had a cabin in Tahoe. So it became a thing where like every other weekend we would take a road trip to go snowboarding, just hanging out, partying in the snow, just chilling, right? So one weekend, um, everyone's going up, but me and the homie Chris, we had work that night. So we said, we'll meet you up at the cabin after we get off work. But that wasn't until like midnight or something like that. I'll make a long story medium short. We hop in the Jeep after work. And in between Los Gatos and Tahoe, there's just like stretches of farmland. Me and Chris, we are driving up to this mountain and we're driving along this stretch of farmland. And halfway, the gas light comes on. So I pull over to get gas out in this town in the middle of nowhere. You know, go in there, fill up, get snacks, whatever, whatever. Uh, I come back out to the Jeep. And Chris is sitting in the passenger seat and he's looking like he just did something bad. He looks like he just stole something. I said, all right, let's get out of here. We're tearing down the road. And for like an hour, two hours, Chris is sitting in the passenger seat uh, saying, hey, you know, we should pull over in that cornfield right there. Like, let's go off-roading. And I was like, no, man, I just want to get to the cabin. And for like an hour straight, he's like, oh, no, pull over right there. Pull over. Like He's like, no, dude, it'll be fun. Like, just go out in the cornfield. Go out in the cornfield. And I was like, bro. No, man. What are you talking about? Absolutely not. Like, please stop. You know what I'm saying? He's just harassing me this whole time. And so I say, Chris, 
I will give you $20. Just shut the F up for the rest of the ride. I'll give you $20. <laughs> I reached down to get my wallet and my wallet's not there because I left it back at the gas station. So now I'm pissed and we got to make a U-turn, head an hour back. And the entire way, dude is just like, oh, you know, let's like pull over there, pull up, you know, pull out into the cornfield. Let's go in the cornfield. He kept saying it. But like, he was like the class clown. He was like a joker, but he was just being weird. So we get back to the gas station. I walk in the gas station and the attendant's standing there. He's got my wallet on the counter. And I was like, oh, like, thank you so much. Go over and grab it. I turn around. Chris is standing there and he punches me as hard as he can across the face. And I'm like, yo, what is your problem, dude? And he looks at me and he says, don't ever do that again, bro. Don't ever do that again. Like, I was standing here for two hours by myself. I thought you ditched me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? And I look at the, the gas station attendant and I'm like, yo, like, what is this guy talking about? He's like, yeah, we've been standing here talking this entire time. So I'm looking at Chris like, my wait, he was say, just in the car with me talking about pull over in the cornfield. So you rolling with a doppelganger, yeah, right. So I'm like, no, nah, bro, like you were literally in the car with me, and you kept telling me to pull over into this cornfield. You kept saying that you wanted to go off roading, you wanted to take this other path, and he was like, dude, like you're tripping. And I was like, I swear on my mama, what are you talking about? So he got back in the car, <laughs> the entire drive to this cabin, we're like arguing i'm like bro like i would not make this up and he's mad at me i'm mad at him you know and we get to the cabin and dudes are like what's wrong with you two so we tell them the story and they're like what the hell because they know we're not smart enough to make something up like that so that was like probably the most scared i've ever been i'm trying to figure so kristen like try to bother to call you if he felt like he'd been standing there for two hours that's, that's a well, here's the question. thing. I want to say this is almost 20 years ago now. You know what I'm saying? This is like 15, 20 years ago. Damn. And, you know, cell phones weren't what they were back then. And we were out in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah, yeah. But you know, I, we didn't have like FaceTime or anything like that. When I hear stories right. like that, I always go to the what if. Like what would have happened if, if you, you would have went into the cornfield yeah. with whatever was in your car. Right, right. And that's what that's what people keep asking me. You know, like what would have happened because, like, on any other day, I might have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, man. Let's go. Yeah, let's if do you it, just man. had a little bit more time to spare it and you hadn't left your wallet, you probably would have been like, you know what? We can we can check out this cornfield. That story you shared with us, Dylan, um, you did a tweet about it? Yeah, and yeah. And it went viral, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Man, yeah. what, can you tell us what were some of the reactions to that? Like, what were people saying? I just had a lot of folks who were like, that's actually like the scariest shit I've ever heard in my life. That's terrifying. And again, a lot of people were saying, what would have happened if you went into the cornfield, yeah. right? So it got a lot of attention, but, you know, I, I didn't think it was going to blow up like that. You made a short film about like this whole experience called They Too. Like, what was yeah. it like for you to like return to this creepy memory? You know, I, I cast my boy, uh, Jonathan Lipnicki, you know, from Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's one of my best homies. He played me, actually. But, you know, it was everyone who I told the story was enamored by it. So we went and shot in a little town called Williams, Arizona, because on Route 66. Again, it all goes back to just like my fascination with Santa Cruz and that area and the folklore uh, as a kid growing up. It always just like really scared me. So when I wrote this film, I found that the Ohlone people, the indigenous people to the Santa Cruz Mountains, they have the story of a skinwalker, right? It's like a doppelganger and it transforms into whatever to hunt its prey. And that was very much what I was feeling, right? 
So these folks who were inhabiting this mountainside that I had this experience on thousands of years ago, we're talking about this. It really makes you wonder, right? That's deep, man, because shoot skinwalkers. And that's one of those things where you're like, if you do know that that's real, it's like, wow, that could happen. Ugh. Right. I mean, right. Dylan, man, with you being from the Bay, man, what other like stories did you grow up hearing or like, you know what I'm saying? Like what from that area was real notable back in the day? Damn. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the road, but there was this road that wound up into the mountains. Oh, it was Lick Avenue, I think it was called. And at the top of the mountain, there was this abandoned like a sane asylum. And there was like this door next to it, like on a rock that they called the devil's door, right? Mm -hmm. But it didn't make sense because like, what's behind this door? Because it's literally built into the side of a mountain. So there were all these rumors and all these stories about how the people in the asylum went crazy and killed a bunch of doctors and blah, 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 and and all sorts of stuff like that. You, uh, did you, have you ever heard of the uh, Winchester Mansion? I grew up. On Winchester Avenue, right down the street from there. Yo, hey, do y'all remember when we investigated the Winchester Mystery House? How could I forget? Because Dalen would have had us trapped in there until today. So you uh, telling me you wouldn't want to stay in San Jose, California? Okay, now that's... Uh, we did in, have crustaceans. In a home that was built by a widow in the 19th century? I don't know, bro. I'm glad you brought that up because I totally would have forgot. But my girlfriend, actually my ex-wife, uh, she was a tour guide there. So I would go there... All the time. That place is wild, man. So I basically like grew up running around those hallways and like knowing all the lore and the history of that place. Did you ever get lost? Like, was it one of those things where you like? Well, I honestly like, again, my girlfriend was a tour guide there. So I wouldn't go anywhere without her because like I wasn't trying to get lost in there by myself because there's like trap doors and doors that led to nowhere and doors that led down elevator shafts right. and, and stairs that went into ceilings and stuff like that. So she wanted me to work there too. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I'm not trying to be around here. But yeah, the history behind that place is crazy. For sure. Well, we've asked all of our guests, Dylan, man, if you could be a ghost, would you be one? And why or why not? You know what? Absolutely. Damn. Uh, you know, I would probably just, I don't know, man. I, would I stay in my own crib? You know, that's just the question. That we're, we're living in my crib. I, I think that makes the most sense. So, like, we kind of touched on everything. We've talked about ghosts. We've talked about skinwalkers. How do you feel about aliens? Um, I, I got some alien stories, too. I was in the military, so I was in the Air Force, actually. And before I went to Iraq, we went out to this Air Force base in Nevada called Indian Springs. And it's right outside of Area 51. The perimeter shares a fence. And we would be doing, like, night training. And we would look up in the sky, and there would be these, like, green orbs that were just, like like going up and down and we were always looking at each other like this is just probably just like some military technology we don't know about yet right like because this would make too much sense to be aliens in area 51 and blah 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 um but i always think about that so yeah i mean i don't know if i believe in aliens but i don't not believe in aliens yeah man that's interesting dylan man thanks so much for the interview we appreciate the time we appreciate the stories before you go Tell the people where we can find you, man, um, and what you got going on next. My memoir, Roadside, is dropping on Chicago Review Press next year, so you might be seeing that. Dope. What's your uh, social media handles? Uh, I am Dilly P. That's D-Y-L-L-Y-P uh, at Twitter, so or on Twitter, I should say. 
That was definitely your rap name. I remember that. Dilly P. Dilly P. <laughs> Dropping next October. Dilly, 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 Dilly. Exactly, Dilly, exactly. Dilly, yeah, Dilly, 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 Dilly D. D. Dilly, man, we appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for spending it with us. We appreciate you. No, I appreciate you having me. Thanks, guys. Hey, fellas, I'm just going to be like honest with you. If Dalen's doppelganger was sitting in the car with me, I'm kicking you out right where you stand. Wow. So, but how would but you it's know? But your doppelganger, it ain't you. How, would how you do you know, know that? Exactly. Because I know Dalen's attitude, so this Dalen would be nice. <laughs> My doppelganger's nice? Yeah, your doppelganger's nice. You're the, you doppelganger are... would have got in and put his seatbelt on immediately. Um, oh, wait, something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. right. Something's Uh-oh. wrong. We're not listening to trap music right now. Doppel, not... doppel, doppel, doppelganger Dalen would offer gas money? Woo! <laughs> he might, well, doppelganger Dalen would say, you know, what do you guys want to listen to? Right. I got some Barry Manilow, <laughs> you know? So yeah, man. But uh, regardless of that, regardless of that, I know we're talking about your playlist. But let's talk about some other crazy things. All right, guys. Again, great interview, Dylan Park. But now it's time for our game, Spooky Road Trip Trivia. I'm gonna work on that title. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Okay, okay. I'm ready. Okay, what about you, Joel? I'm locked in. Like hot spaghetti, baby. Oh, hot spaghetti. Okay, well, let's see what we're doing, Chef Boy. Juan. Juan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question one. What's the name of the popular haunted highway that runs from Chicago to Los Angeles? And I know this one. What's that? That's Route 66. Okay. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. I knew that growing up there was a, a major highway. And it was like, man, you know this road right here take you all the way to the West Coast. And I was like, oh, for real? But I ain't never find out. But mm. I didn't know that one. I'm from the South. Okay. So you know about 85? I know 85, 75, and 20. And 10. 20. Okay, 20 and 10. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Juwan, you got it, of course. Route 66. All right, question two. Question two. What's the name of the hunted road in Texas where horse-drawn carriages frequent in the early 1800s before the Civil War? Some say they've seen the spirit of a woman wandering this road and spirits of small children, too. What is the name of this road? Uh, just, I'm going to go yeah, with okay. Backyard Boogie. Backyard Boogie. Okay. That's definitely wrong. That's, <laughs> hey, man, I've never heard of that story, and I lived in Texas. Oh, okay. Well, I'm putting you on game. What about you, Jawan? I, I, uh, I don't know. I think it's called Slippery Slope. Mm. That's definitely not it either. Nope. Okay. You guys are totally off. But I have no idea. You will know now. From now on, you will. What's it called? Because it's called Stagecoach Road. That's really? stupid. No, you're stupid. Hmm. I guess it head. makes sense. Horse-drawn carriage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Here's the last one. Make it a Here's... little easier, please. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. What is the name of the road in California that apparently is haunted by a miner who was killed for his gold? A lot of people went to this area during the California gold rush and stuff back in the mid 1800s what is this road's name Wilshire Boulevard darn oh my gosh why do you keep answering these wrong it's not Wilshire no gold rush road at least you could have said gold rush road was that right no it wasn't but it sounded like you say that (laughs) because it sounded like you were at least listening to the question okay you know what I'm saying what's it called Prospectus Road why would it? Okay, I don't know. Right. What? That's stupid. You feel like you don't can name roads better. Yeah, y'all need to start letting me name roads. What you gonna name it then? 
ass highway. This is why we don't give you any <laughs> microphones. Any responsibility. At no all. responsibilities. We're not going to let you bring the <laughs> luggage in. All right, guys. All right. All right. Next up, we have a listener submission. This submission comes from a fellow legender. You like that, guys, right? Yeah. yeah I, I know you love it. <laughs> Bianca in New York. Break it down for us, love. Hi, Ghost Brothers. My name is Bianca, and I'm excited to share about my encounter with a paranormal at the Lizzie Borden house. This happened last October 2022, the day after I investigated with you gentlemen in Savannah. And to say I had quite the experience is me saying the least. <laughs> During one of the EVP sessions in the dining room, I started to feel very, very sick. I'm talking nausea, dizziness, head spinning, room spinning. I need to get from this seat right now or it's not going to end well for anyone that's in here. <laughs> so I excused myself from the session and made my way out into the living room. And after a couple of minutes, I started to feel some relief, but I felt a great sense of unease. Now, you know what they say, once you start to feel something, take that camera out and record. And that's exactly what I did. Granted, I didn't see anything with my naked eyes, but when I got back to my hotel later on that evening and was reviewing through my footage and my photos, I definitely saw what I was feeling. As my camera was panned facing the direction of the kitchen, you see an orb clear as day fly out the kitchen into my direction. And about a second later, you see a silhouette walk past the mirror. Now, I know for a fact that I was the only, only person out there because like I had mentioned, I had exited the dining room because I started to feel sick. I also found out that the chair I was sitting in during the EVP session was the chair of Andrew Borden's. And several women have reported that Andrew Borden will make himself known to women, 100%. So do I think that was Andrew Borden making himself known to me? Absolutely. Do I also think that me having a photo shoot on the couch that he was axed to death on helped my situation? Definitely not. Wow. Let me tell you why that's crazy. That's from Bianca in New York, son. That's wild because the fact that they even have this murder couch there and you can sit on it. So wait, do y'all remember that story? What, you talking about the Borden house? Yeah. Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Uh. Borden, bro. I think that story, per the movie that I watched, they said that he was like lying on the couch and like she came in with an axe. Right, right, right. But... Like, I feel like allegedly she killed the family. Like, think about that. Like, that's that's morbid as hell. Like, what they, did, they, get tr- it, they like, did get it clean, though. You think you, you think, think so? so? I mean, at least they put some Febreze on it. <laughs> hey, man, listen, you got to Febreze that thing. T- they got to get that I, one that they put above it that they can plug in mm, and just spray every okay. 36 seconds. You're right. I just you're feel right. like we learned on Hana House Guests, you just can't really trust everybody's couch. Oh, so you that you cannot. You can't just sit down on everybody's couch. They yeah. learned that at Allen House. Oh, my gosh, bro. I did. And he asked the spirit to show up. And she sat down right next. Like, I literally felt the cushion sink in. So she had had a wagon? She had a BBL. She was dragging a wagon. I am not going to say she was dragging a wagon, but that thing. Pun intended. I like what you did there. You see what I did? Yeah. I'm not going to say she was dragging a wagon, but. (laughs) But I definitely felt the indentation of her sitting down, bro. That was my, like, my, one of my first you know, big wow moments into the paranormal. So what you and Bianca both kind of using that tactic, because y'all both get sick typically. 
you get sick a lot of times during investigations. <laughs> oh, I, feel like, I feel like you're taking a shot at my no, immune I'm, system. I'm just saying it is very weak. It's a very weak immune system. I'm, I'm very, I'm I need very, some more elderberry very, very juice. Concerned about you. <laughs> I want you to do some sea moss. I want you to is start it? drinking some vitamin C's, whatever. Alkali water. Alkali you gotta water. Get your yeah. So I really need you to get that together. Your alkalinity but, needs to go up. Exactly, Jawan. Shout Thank out to Bianca. Appreciate that. Thank that was you, a good Bianca. story. That's all we have for you legends today. What, are we really still calling them legends? That's what we're calling them. <laughs> Listen, moving right along, I can't deal with y'all. I just want y'all to subscribe and rate us. We well, need five stars. Hey, legends, we thank you guys so very much. Don't forget, we'd love to hear from our legends. So you guys go and submit your stories mm. to ghostbrotherspodcast.com. That's for legends only, ghostbrotherspodcast.com. Until next time, see you later. Peace, love, and paranormal. All right, see y'all next week. Y'all know where to come. Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers is produced by Neon Hum Media for Discovery+. Plus. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. For Discovery+, Plus, our executive producers are Michael DeSalvo and Allie Reed. At Neon Hum, our executive producer is Shara Morris. Our lead producer is Cheris Satchel. Our associate producers are Navani Otero and Ann Lim. Our production manager is Samantha Allison. Music by Asha Ivanovich. Concept by Odelia Rubin and Shara Morris. Our engineers are Hans Del Shee, Max Unruh, and Lila Williams.